Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast. And we are here after Bristol City's 1-1 draw away at Hull. And it's been quite of a quite different, indifferent week, in a sense, after their disappointment at home to Birmingham. But also a bit of a different feeling around the place after after that decent point uh, away at Hull. Here with me is Matisse. Matisse, as always, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, a bit more of a positive performance. And I think all Bristol City fans, are, we're a bit more happy with how we performed yesterday. I thought, yeah, we were just a bit more of a threat, creating a lot more chances. And we, we came away with more than more than one shot on target, which is a surprise to most. But yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we definitely um, th- showed more threat going forward, which is... Which is a very good, uh, very good um, improvement on on last last few games actually, which has been poor. This was the Bristol City eleven that started against uh, Hull. It was Max O'Leary in goal, George Tanner, Zach Viner, Cal Naismith, and Cam Pring as the back four. It was Matty James who was the captain, uh, uh, Jason Knight and Joe Williams in midfield. It was Mark Sykes on the right wing, so no Harry Cornick. It was Naki Wells up top, so uh, no Addison Metti because Sam Bell played on the left-hand side. In terms of how you're feeling, in terms of the team, um, yeah, expected, reasonable. I thought Nigel Pearson might consider moving Pring to to the centre-back role because he did play that part a few times last season and then put Hayden at left-back. But I think, yeah, it was... uh, that that is a very good point actually because um Hayden Roberts at Derby played centre back for a lot of it. Yeah, he played in a back three at centre back, but he can play centre back. He's really good defensively from what I've heard from Derby fans. But yeah, continue. But yeah, so yeah, he decided to put Naismith at the centre back, which I think questionable. I would have rather put either Pring or Roberts at the other centre back position and the other one at left back. But yeah, midfield. Yeah, so what I would have gone is I would have put Naismith in the midfield instead of Williams because I thought he wasn't great last week. And then, Mm. um, but Matty James and I expected front three as well. I thought um, after Cornick's performance last week, Sykes deserved the start. And then we went back to Naki Wells up front instead of putting Sam Bell up there. And yeah, Bell Bell was deserved a start again. I I, would have rather had Anis on the left, but I think Bell still deserves his place in the starting eleven. And I thought it, when when he was moved to that left-wing position last week, he started to create a few more chances. Well, that's how we got that Naki Wells chance where he, well, he, well, he should have scored that. But yeah, mm. but all in all, yeah, starting 11. And we saw Vyman back on the bench and our new signing, Taylor Gardner-Hickman as well. Yeah, we haven't we haven't talked about Taylor Gardner-Hickman, have we? Um, we'll talk about him at the end of the show, um, as long as previewing... Uh, our next game against Norwich and the league game against um, Swansea. Um, so yeah, that was the British City team. Um, couple of three changes, I think it was in the end. This was the Hull City team. It was Matt Ingram in goal, Louis Coyle from uh, right to left, Louis Coyle, Alfie Jones, Sean McCoughlin, Jacob Greaves at left back, Regan Slater, Jean Michel Seri as a double pivot, Dharma Traore off the right, uh, Ozan Tufan as a ten, Scott Twine, who's a really good player off the left, and Liam Delap, who's on loan from Manchester uh, up top. Uh, the major surprise for Hull was probably um, no uh, Aaron Connolly, but uh, I think I think I recall Liam Rosina saying um, he only had half an hour in him, so a surprise or no surprise. No, nothing, nothing major there for Hull. Um, to be f- completely honest, first opening 20-25 minutes, first the first quarter of the game, it was abysmal. We did, we did, we were awful. We did not get going in the slightest, and that's what led Hull to their goal. Uh, that period of dominance in the first half, Hull had fifty-five percent possession. Uh, eventually, they ended up having sixty-two. So we kind of growed into the game in that uh, in that in that first period of in the second period of the first half. Hull score throws and two fan is a brilliant first time finish to be fair to him I think it's uh, but it's too easy really for Hull to kind of run through our run through our midfield with no real challenges and no real uh, attempt to get the ball off them the ball goes out right and then I think it's Liam Delap who kind of moves from centre to right 
He gets a beautiful whipped ball in with pace, a lot of it. And Ozan Tufan uh, kind of tucks it away first time to make it 1-0. Max is kind of in... I don't know what Max can do, to be honest, with that, with that one. He's kind of on his near, on his left-hand post. But Ozan Tufan is in the middle, so it's a bit like, stay in the middle. Um could you could blame him? I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's fair to blame him. Um, yeah, the opening twenty five minutes we were really bad. Yeah, I thought we were. There was more positive signs than the previous games, but I think we were still a bit sloppy, giving away possession. That's how. Uh, that's what led to the goal. We lost possession in the midfield. They got us in a bit of a sticky situation. Went through Cow's legs, I think, and then Viner couldn't block the shot from. Uh, block the cross from Delap, who I thought was a real threat as well, on loan from Man City. Um, but yeah, went in and then couldn't really. I think of poor marking, poor position. I know it was a bit on the on the on the count, well, kind of on the counter from them. But yeah, should be doing better. Can't really blame Max, but yeah, I think it, it wasn't a great quarter. But I think we um, we responded well after that. To be honest, I thought it would go a bit downhill, but then we came back quite strong. I thought. Yeah, for after the opening sort of twenty twenty five minutes, as I said, we dominated that 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 from there on. I think we dominated the game, to be honest, despite not having more possession than Hull. We had in my in my in my opinion, we probably had the better chances, um, or more chances at least. Uh we we played really well. Uh Joe Williams misses a sitter, quite frankly, is is a is a kind of what you expect from a defensive midfielder that finish yeah it was we, we created a lot a lot of chances a few of them really we should they should be going in it should at least be on target he was leaning back as he took the shot you, you got to take your you, you got to really have a bit more quality there but yeah as you said he is a defensive midfielder but also Sykes had a chance as well right yeah. near the six yard box blazing it over the bar Naki Wells with the he had an overhead kick chance. I, was, I thought that was a yeah. great save. That was a good reflection, uh, good um, reaction time from the whole city keeper. But yeah, it, it was just there was a lot of chances just in the box. One time we like were shooting like five times and it just kept deflecting off their players. But yeah, it, it was positive though. We were getting forward. I thought Sykes had a brilliant game as well. I think he showed a lot more threat than he usually does. Well, he obviously assisted our equaliser as well. But yeah. Well, no, yeah, it wasn't bad. No, no, I agree. I think I think we showed, as I said at the start, we showed a lot more threat, and that's that's the main thing. We um we kind of um made sure when we got into those kind of kind of one third positions where we're not quite there, but we made sure we got into those positions where we could score goals, and just sometimes hull their back line, Louis Coyle, Jones, McCoughlin. And Greaves just, just, just literally just threw their bodies on the line, which is pretty. If if our back four did that, we'd all be going, "Wow, that's unbelievable defending." So, kind of, kind of props to them for that. So, look, some of them we were just unlucky. Um, it's not the second half yet. We're not talking about it yet. But the second half, where I think Taylor Garn Hickman had a bl- shot blocked, um, and, and um, oh, who who was it? We had like, as you mentioned, we had like five shots blocked at once. So, yeah. It's not like we didn't get shots off, which was just the case against Birmingham and even Millwall to an extent, even though we won that game and even Preston, actually. The first three games, there we go. Um, we took shots and I think that's clearly been worked on in uh, in training over this past week. And that, I think that's definitely a positive. Um, we looked a threat and probably the, the controversial thing from that game was that Naki Wells disallowed. Yeah. Disallowed goal. Oh, well, actually, I know why I'm doing that. It was disallowed. Um, yeah. uh, whether he was offside or not, I find it very, very amusing that they didn't have a second angle of that or a third angle of that. They just had one angle which showed us little to nothing. Um, they didn't have a side-on angle from it, which I found very interesting. And if that goal was onside and... He looks very, very tight, Naki Wells. So basically, for the for the people who have not seen it, uh, who some one city player? I think it was Knights. Who was I, it? Yeah, I, forgot, I, I forgot. We took the initial shot, but I think it was Jason Knight. I think I think it might have been Jason Knight. Some might have been someone else. Um, takes a shot. It deflects off a Hull player. 
not a Bristol City player takes up, deflects with a whole player, and then it falls into Naki Wells. Uh, Matt Ingram kind of, you know, goalkeeper-esque, uh, maybe anticipating that first shot uh, to go to his right. So he's on the floor. Naki Wells has an open net. He puts the ball in. Initially, Naki Wells goes off, celebrates, looks at the linesman. Linesman keeps his flag down. We think Bristol City equalised. For like a solid 10 seconds, the linesman keeps his flag down. At what point does the linesman go, actually, you know, it's offside, actually. Um, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. How, why does he need that long to, to, fla- to put his flag up? Yeah, it, it's, it's strange. I, I'm not sure exactly what the rules are on that offside when it comes off a deflection of the opposition player. But it looked like, for me, the centre-back on the left of Naki was playing him on. But I guess if it's very tight, so the linesman wouldn't be able to see like, uh, because I think it was behind Naki, but he, yeah, he was celebrating. I was, I was jumping up and screaming, and, and it was like a solid 10, 20 seconds. And then he looked at it, and then suddenly he puts his flag up. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. I, I, per- yeah, there wasn't many angles from what I saw. It looked like it was tight, but it, it could have been either way. But yeah, it's a shame because that would have been a great time to score, to carry, like, to get in at half time, still in the game, one all. But yeah, I'm 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 happy how we responded. I thought damn that the momentum would be broken, come back out for the second half and it would be a different game. But we we st- we stayed with it. We no substitutes and we 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 went through in the uh, second half, last forty five minutes, and we still created a lot of chances. And well, yeah, eventually led to the equaliser. The I think it was um, Louis Coyle who played him on side. Uh, well, we think uh, that's the only only thing. Uh, Maybe playing him on side, on the um on the far side to like Naki's left. So, look, it's we haven't got a second angle from it, which I find very very amusing. Um, but if we we could be sitting here complaining if that was like a ninety first minute disallowed goal, but it was in the forty six forty first for is it end the first half? So, look, there's still time, and as as you said, yeah, we responded. Really well. Um, no changes at half time. Oh, and also that's the second season. If that goal is onside, that's the second season in a row we've been shafted away at Hull, which is absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant. Um, anyways, I'm not bitter. Um, n- look, yeah, I thought we were really, really good uh, back end of that first half. I thought we showed real uh, determination and hunger to go out in there and get that goal, which we don't. And there was the urgency and the um, um, just general pace was there with our passing and our movement. That was there. That was lacking against uh, in the first three games. We came out in the second half, didn't make any changes, as you said. Um, 61st minute, I think Hull make a couple of changes. Uh, their kind of uh, saviour um, and goal scoring off the bench, uh, uh, Mastro, um, Aaron Conley comes on for Liam Delap. Oscar Stupinian comes on for Ozan Tufan. Um, some again, some really good quality players there. And that's kind of look if you look at that, that's kind of what Brusetti having to deal with. Yeah, no, yeah, obviously Oscar Stupinian. He was Hull's top goal scorer last season, and at the start of last season, he was scoring a lot of goals, and he is a threat. So I thought when those two came on, I was a bit worried, but it was the opposite. I felt like they switched off a bit. And then we started attack. Knight, I thought most of the game, he was a lot more known in there. He had a lot of high energy, creating a, a good threat. He well, he runs through the midfield, finds Sykes on the right. Then he plays a beautiful pass to the back post. I think Naki really like experienced championship striker. How he like he kind of fakes to the inside, then gets round. I think it was Greaves or not mm, sure. No, might have been there right centre back. Might have been a Jones. Yeah. Jones and then he gets there tap in but it was a great movement and I thought it was a great goal and then yeah this time he looked at the linesman onside this time and he yeah he celebrates with the away fans um yeah those two whole substitutions came on at 61 uh Bushel City score on 62 so look I think I think that may have kind of disrupted Hull but as you said brilliant from Jason Knight his turn is magnificent gives the ball out wide to his fellow Irishman Mark Sykes who, by the way, that cross-in is probably the first good quality cross-in we've put in all season uh, in the first four games. And that leads to a goal because Naki Wells is a goal scorer and he will get into those positions. 
don't give him balls in the air against Kevin Long and um, Deion Sanderson. He won't win that. You give him good quality crossing, he will give bloody score. So, yes, very, very well deserved as well. And we had a few chances before that. We started the second half brilliant. We were really, really good. Um, and that goal was kind of coming. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. But we definitely, I thought throughout the whole game, we should have been a bit more clinical with our chances. But it was good to finally get the equaliser. I'm obviously, I'm very happy for Naki Wells. I mean, I heard that a start, he hasn't scored from open play in 20 games. It's 14 games since his last goal, which was a penalty. Um, and it's our first open play goal of the season. So good to get that off our back. Um, and another goal. But yeah, it was good. And then, but we, we kept pushing from then. Uh, through the last half an hour, but yeah. His last goal in the league was also against Hull. So there we go. Um, uh, okay. Nice little, nice little um, start there. Uh, he gets booked on 65 for a foul, which was unfair. Um, I'm not going to complain about that. Um, Adama Traore comes off. Uh, no, not that one. Um, <laughs> for Hull, uh, Harry Vaughan comes on. And at this point, uh, whatever Liam Rossini does, Bush City is still getting the better of the chances. Yeah, I thought we were still great on the attack really well. Still lots of urgency. I thought Cal Naismith, I thought he was brilliant today. I thought his passes were just like, it's just unbelievable to watch like how he distributes it to either the right or the left. Like he created a lot of attacks, I thought. And yeah, I just thought there was a, there was a lot of quality there. I, I want to see him in that central defensive position because, well, Dickie will be back. Uh, it was just one game. They didn't extend it, I don't think so. He'll be back for next weekend. Well, we play Norwich first, but then Norwich. away. Um, but yeah, I thought he was great. Um, and yeah, we pushed on, still creating chances. And then it came to the 76th minute. And then we made our first substitute of the game. Well, yeah, 76th or 77th minute. They were kind of split off into those. Um, we made a triple change with 13 minutes left. Harry Cornick comes on for the goal scorer, Naki Wells. Uh, Taylor Gardner-Hickman. Comes in, and uh, we know that we'll talk about this. He's a versatile player, um, but he kind of slotted in at right back uh, for George Tanner, who came off. Um, third substitution is Andy Vyman, who comes on for Sam Bell. And three minutes later, um, Vyman comes off, and Pearson confirmed in the post match it was the same heel, which. <sighs> Is if again, if kind of he's been rushed back too quickly, that's just poor from the club. That is, isn't that his third time he's done his heel? Um, yeah. first time, first time yeah. he did it, yeah, he did it in pre season, I think, and then he came back against Preston, he did it again, hmm. and now that's his third time. So we've rushed him back. We're four seasons, we're four games into the new season, and he's done his heel three times already. Um, Look, obviously, we wish Andy the best of luck uh, in his recovery. And God, God hope that he um, is not rushed again, because that uh, that that is just um, pointless, really. It's just frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's very frustrating from a City fan's perspective. Yeah, like very early on in the season, you just can't be doing that. He did play... 60 minutes for the under-21s, but he yeah, still had yeah. to bring it in a bit more slowly. I think, yeah, just twice as well. I mean, the second he came on, I saw it took 20, 30 seconds and he was already limping and he was looking at the sub-bench and then, he, yeah, he just he just couldn't stay on. And then two minutes later and then he's off for Roberts. Yeah, yeah then Hayden Roberts, incidentally, goes ahead and plays at left wing, which is a bit bizarre because you've got Anis Bermetti sitting on the bench and you've got Yaboa even who can kind of slot in there if needed. So I found that substitution a bit weird, but Mermetti does eventually get a turn, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Hayden Roberts comes on. I thought he showed some really good, really good um, touches and played some nice passes. Yeah, I thought he was good again. I think he brings a different type of game compared to Pring. He's a bit, bit more of a... I thought, I thought Pring was a lot better on the attack today. But I think Hayden, he's, he's 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 also a good threat. He's got a lot of technicality and um, good ability on the ball. But yeah, I thought I would have put Anis there. But yeah, like you said, he did come on and it was good. Also, yeah, but yeah. 
Yeah, um, as you said, Campring, he kind of showed the Campring that was last season, wasn't it? Um, he um, he got the, I think it was a 90-something minute or late 80s, where he got the ball, he, in like, edge of his own half, ran, just drove up the pitch, kind of cut inside, cut back out, went up the line. And that's kind of the uh, Campring we've been missing, really. Talking of Campring, signed a new contract uh, the, the other day. Lots of news we've missed. Um, signed a new contract, three-year deal until 2026. Obviously, his deal was going to run out um, 2024. So that's obviously brilliant news because we get to have him for another three years. And um, yeah, brilliant player. And hopefully, from a Bristol City sake, only improves. And I can see that happening. Yeah, no, he's an amazing left back. I mean, we sent him out on I don't know God how many loans. Like I'll check now. <laughs> um, but when he came back into the squad, had his breakthrough season, kind of towards the end of the the season prior to last, and then he really showed his quality last season on the attack, getting assists. He got a goal as well. Um, but yeah, no, great, great to put pen uh, to paper and get him for or extend his deal for another two years and yeah keep him in the squad now Zach Viner hopefully we can have something on that but that'll be interesting because he's only got one more well we we extended we did the one year extension on his deal but yeah that runs out next year so that'll be interesting he's been on six different loans mm. wow that is mental um, that is that is really really mental um I remember he came back in in the Dean Holden uh, era um, and then got sent out on loan again. It's just a bit bizarre. Um, uh, yeah, obviously brilliant to have Cam Campering for another couple of years, as you said. Uh, I think he'll only improve as a player. And I think he's 24, maybe? 25. So, look, so brilliant, uh, brilliant age as well. So, hopefully that's only a starting point. Um, and that kind of puts to bed some of the kind of... Um, Soft rumours of West Ham maybe being interested uh, with, you know, them selling Aaron Crashwell potentially. Um, but yeah, I thought Campering was outstanding, kind of showed his directness and pace about him. Uh, Taylor Gardner-Hickman gets a very, very Bristol City welcome on 82 uh, where he gets booked and then shouts at the referee. And that's, and I'm going, you brilliant, <laughs> uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, get, to, get get stuck in, get those yellow cards. Um Remember when Alex Scott did that in the first few games? He just, he just got yellow cards every other game. And we were all like, oh, this man, he's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought he was I thought he was pretty good as well. He had a he had a shot blocked, and at this point, Bush City is still creating again loads of chances despite Hull having more possession. Yeah. No, yeah, I thought was well, I think his first touch was when he um got that. Yeah, yellow. his first touch his first touch was to tackle. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, settled in straight away. It was interesting to see which position Nigel put him in. But yeah, obviously at that right back, said of Tanner. I still think Tanner needs to improve on that attacking threat, mm. which Pring did bring a lot yesterday. But um, no, yeah, he, he, it was a good side. He didn't have too much time, but he already created, well, he had his one chance in the added time in the late stage of the game. Was unlucky because it looked like a good shot and it was just it was just blowing like lots of players in the box so yeah bodies on the line but yeah I thought he, he looks like a promising player but I, I would like to see him maybe in that midfield position as well I want to see how he does that no I agree I think I think he'd be better suited in that midfield role I thought Matty James was solid yesterday I think he did I don't think he did much wrong I thought Jason Knight was outstanding yesterday I thought he was magnificent um and I think that's kind of what we expected when we first signed him from Derby and what Derby fans were saying about him, you know, because this ball of energy, um, won't stop running, um, has technical quality as well. And I think that was on top show yesterday. A few brilliant little turns, his pass in, into Mark Sykes. Sometimes uh, players at this level uh, kind of just overhit that or underhit it and that player's going to run back. But he perfectly measured it. So like other qualities, obviously put it in the box, but generally I thought Jason Knight was outstanding. That's probably his, um, but well, apart from Oxford, um, first properly outstanding game in the league, probably. Yeah, I thought I thought he was great, good performance in this time. Well, he obviously got 
his uh, brace against Oxford, but this is against a strong side away from home. I thought he was very good and very promising. If if we play more like this and have a more attacking threat with Pring, I thought he was a lot better and like, then it's great. And I think we have to give props to Max in goal as well. I know well, he obviously conceded, but I thought he had a lot of shots to be taken care of. Some of them you would expect, but I still think it's good. There was like from the free kick from Twine, it was close to him, but was powerful and also that 1v1 against Aaron Connolly I thought when the ball went through I was like I was like this is going to be a goal it was 1-1 it would have put them 2-1 up but he he stayed down well the shot wasn't amazing but he got down well spread spread out wide and he uh, yeah he saved it well I thought I thought it was a it was good today distribution still improving I thought he a couple one one decision he passed to Viner instead of I think it was Pring on the left and then kind of got into a sticky situation and it created a, a chance for them. But overall, I think he had a decent game. Yeah, and for Hull, then Cyrus Christie comes on for Louis Coyle in the 89th minute. But then there's six minutes out of time. Then we decide to bring on Anis Fumetti for Mark Sykes. And look, I think Anis will be an absolutely brilliant player for us. And I've gonna, I'm going to maintain that. If we go back to his Wickham days, he was Brilliant for Wickham uh, under Gareth Ainsworth. That is a much different system uh, because Ainsworth is more, you know, long ball uh, and kind of getting back down, uh, getting on the end of knockdowns from whoever big man it was up top with some Vokes and whatnot for Wickham. Um, so very different system. He won't be getting the freedom of moving all over that front three. But I think there have been signs that he's a very good player and... Um, I think, I think, I think we can, I think we can get the best out of him. I think we need to be patient. I think we need to be patient, and we're giving him six minutes at the end of the game, trying to in- make him, uh, trying to basically um, ask him to, you know, score a goal within five or six minutes is it's it's ridiculous, really. So, look, I thought Anders Mometi need. I think I still maintain that Mometi. Needs more game time, but I also fully appreciate that maybe Sambal at the moment is more ready for mm. for what we need. But I don't think we're going to see Mimeti progress without ninety minutes, five or six times in a row. Yeah, it's true. I think he needs more game time, like you said. But when he came in from Wickham, when he got on the pitch, we were excited. When he got on the ball, we, you feel that like attacking threat when he's on the ball with his skills, his ability, his quality. Um, I felt like in the last few games when he came on and when he played, the creative, like the maverick that he is, was kind of taken away. Like the system that we play is a bit different. He he can't like really show what he has as much. I feel like if he gets more game time and we let him be like that player, like the the sometimes you need a, a selfish player in your team. But yeah, we we I think he will fit in well. And Sam Bell is the first choice right now, but. If he gets a bit more time on the pitch, I think I've said it quite a few times, but that link up with Hayden, if they get more time with that, like they did at Oxford, no, but he's a he's a he's a he's a great player, and I think I think he'll bring a lot to the team this season, especially. And he's also not a bad option to have off the bench with with thirty minutes left. But I don't understand why you know you'd put Hayden Roberts at left wing, who's naturally a left back or a left centre back. Over a left winger, um, bit weird, bit disappointing. We didn't get you didn't get to see Yeboah, uh, but with Andy Vyman coming on, I think that was fine. Um, so yeah, kind of eventually uh, went out to a one-one. We again for that whole of the second half, we I think we had uh, thirty something, but we had thirty-two percent possession in that second half. Uh, highlight sixty-eight, so. Again, considerably less possession, but I think that shows we are a much better team on the counter attack. Yeah, it is. I think as a team, and what Nigel Pearson wants, we want to become a possession based team, have control of the ball, and create these chances to have more opportunities to score. But it's shown we, we, we've had, I, personally, I didn't feel like it was that little possession in the second half as well. I thought we had a lot of chances, but. Clearly not, but yeah, it, it it really highlights that less possession, better on the counter. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see if he'll keep trying to force this possession based style 
Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I also want to say when um, Cornet came on, he, he also had a couple, well, a couple chances. He got past his man. I thought he was great. He, he got past his man mm. on the left hand side, got in. It was a tight angle. I thought if he um, could lift the ball, he could have got it into that like top right, top uh, right side of the goal. But yeah, it was uh, saved by the keeper. And then uh, when it came to the 94th minute, and he got uh, went out for a throw, and then Cornet Corn oh, grabbed. Yeah. And it was like. No, not not again. Surely. Then two minutes later, it happened again as well. I was like, I, I, I was I was on, on the edge of my seat. But yeah, in the end, it was full time. Uh, yeah, one one four hundred and eight, four hundred six. Four hundred eight. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's a long trip up to Hull on a Friday night. So yeah, respect to them. But in, in the end, I thought it was a a good result, a good performance. I think we should be more clinical and we could have come away with three points there but they also had a couple chances but yeah it was a it was a close game end to end but yeah a lot a lot more positive shown I think yeah I think a lot more positive than Birmingham and generally um I'd have taken the point before the game I'm taking the point after the game um yeah I'm, I'm fairly I'm fairly happy with how that went uh hopefully get through against Norwich how much that happens, I'm not too sure. Uh, but yeah, um, good result against Hull. I think we're uh, we're ninth in the table. So stop the clocks. Give me top ten. Um, nah, uh, but five points from four games. Still a bit inconsistent, um, which is very frustrating. Still, uh, we need. Just need consistency. Uh, draw in, draw in. That's fine. Uh, um, but yeah, just need to go. In my opinion, we just need to go on a six, seven, eight, nine, ten game run uh, of um, uh, just not losing. And whether that's a sim- similar to similar run to what we had last season, you know, that twelve game unbeaten run, but not with that number of draws, um, preferably. Uh, just need to be consistent. Need to get. If we if we're going to be challenging, we need to be or want to be the team that we want to be. Uh, we need to get more consistency, and we need to make sure we have the muscle memory in terms of winning. Yeah, if, if we play like that week in week out, we're definitely going to see improvement and more results. But I think personally, this this season, well, we've we're still unbeaten away, four points out of six. I think we're going to be a good side away from home. Um, yeah, this year, and I'm happy that we've got Swansea next as way because we uh, we could put on a good performance and maybe hopefully three points. But um, at home, I think we might seem to struggle because we obviously play better with less possession on the counter. And I felt like well, the atmosphere at home, we need to we feed off these like um, chances and attacks. But when we played um, Birmingham and Preston, there wasn't really any sense of like urgency and attacks and. Yeah, I feel like it's it'll be it'll be a tough it'll be a tough season at home. But hopefully, we can see improvement there. But yeah, away from home, I see us doing quite well. At home, I think we might actually be better against the big boys other than Southampton and Leicester and Leeds, who are going to dominate. Who are going to come down with big with big, big big numbers and maybe even Ipswich. You know, um, teams are possession based and going to come down here with um, and try and get loads of possession and. Um, and going to want to dominate the ball in front of front of their fans, then we can just go ahead and Sam Bell and uh, Naki Wells and Mark Sykes and Harry Cornick and whatnot um, and kind of hit them on the counter-attack. We'll talk about um, the upcoming two games in a minute, but new signing, Taylor Gardner-Hickman, comes in on a season-long loan from West Bromwich Albion. Uh, that was, this was confirmed ooh, three to four days ago. Uh, yeah. About On Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, night, Tuesday night, I think, yeah. Tuesday. Um, yeah, uh, I am pretty happy with this. He is a player who can play as an eight. He can play as a six. He can play in a double pivot. He can play in a three. He can also play at right back. Um, I'm basically describing Ross McCrory, aren't I? Uh, so they're very similar players, apart from the fact that Ross McCrory can play centre-back as well, which is brilliant. Uh, Taylor Gardner Hickman though can also play as a number ten. He's been played there before uh, West Brom under Bruce and Corberan. He can also play on the right wing. Uh, he's played there uh, kind of 
uh, with um, oh, his uh, academy, uh, West Brom. So generally, West Brom fans are pretty unhappy he's left because he. Uh, I don't want to read too much into that because he's kind of their youngster, isn't he? He's kind of the he's kind of the homegrown guy who's um who's uh you know wanting to make the step up, kind of the West Brom lad. So yeah, I'm fairly happy with this. And there's a 1.3 million option, 1.3 million option to buy at the end at the end of the season. Uh, you know, with cl- with clauses that are met, which I think should be reasonable. So, what are your thoughts on the signing? What do you think? What do you think um, it adds? Yeah, I th- I think it was a much needed addition to the squad. Like you said, very versatile player can play in lots of different positions. So we do need that, especially with the injuries and people out right now. Um, but yeah, he can. Uh, I think the option to buy is a big bonus as well because if he does perform in this season long loan, and he does seem like he will do good for us in the future, then we have that. Option to buy. I think that 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 was crucial to the deal as well. So yeah, I think it'll fit him well. Um, pay him lots of different positions, and yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be a good decision, uh, a good addition to the squad. I also thought his um, announcement video was pretty funny as well. With the the he put in a lot of energy when he said, "I'm wearing 22." Um, wearing 22. <laughs> that was hilarious. But um, no, all in all, no good signing. Um, hopefully we can bring in one more through the door before next Friday. Rumors around Adam Murphy, but don't, don't I don't actually know what's going on there with Adam Murphy. Um, well, Pearson has said that um, definitely no, well not definitely, but very very unlikely we get any more in through the door. Uh, he also said they want to kind of focus on um, not losing players out the door i.e. Zach Viner and um, maybe even Cam Pring. So, and maybe Sam Bell, actually. So, look, good good that uh, we've signed Gardner Hickman. I think he's a very good player. I think he'll add energy. And he's kind of of similar to Jason Knight in terms of he'll run quite a lot. He's only 21. um, And he's had probably three championship. Uh, No, this would be, this will be, he's had two proper championship seasons. At a fairly reasonable side in the end, yeah, a bit of chaos, but right, mid-table, uh, top half playoff pushing team in West Brom, ex Premier League as well. So, look, I think it's a very good signing. Um, a couple of years ago, when he kind of burst onto the scene, if you will, uh, as Michael Richards would say, um, I think I think he was he was really good. He's one, probably one of the higher, probably the most talented uh, players in the EFL youngsters, anyway. So, look, I think we've done really well to get this deal over the line. Um, and hopefully he does well and hopefully um, he's a very good player in the future because he's only young and I think he perfectly fits into our model. And even if it's not Nigel Pearson after after this season at City, whoever comes in or if it is Nigel Pearson, will I think we'll absolutely love Taylor Garner-Hakeman. So I think he's a very good signing. So that's it. Uh, Taylor Garner-Hakeman. We'll talk about our next two games then. Uh, Norwich at home in the cup. Um, honestly, I'm not overly bothered. Yeah, no, it's not really that important. Of like, it, it shouldn't be our focus. Um, really, this season of the cup run. I mean, it's always nice, but realistically, it's the league you want to focus in. It was a close game between Norwich and QPR actually to decide um, who we'd face, and Norwich's score last minute goal obviously would have rather played QPR at home but yeah it'll be a tough game interesting to see what type of lineup we put out if we see if we want to go for that win or if we will play like some youngsters or maybe Hayden Roberts Anis Mimetti. um yeah it'll be interesting but yeah home not sure how many I, are going to go to the game but yeah I really want to see Stefan Baich in goal I think he deserves a chance right now and despite Max being a very good performer at Hull if we're if we're not going to go in for another goalkeeper as a senior goalkeeper as backup to Max, I think it's right to give Stefan a go because we did that when Dan Bentley was here and we gave Max a go. So I think it's only fair we give Stefan Baic a go. Um, uh, yeah, thoughts on that? Yeah, no, no definitely, because there's not many opportunities that we're going to give. He hasn't played 
with uh, at all for us other than that um game against Lincoln last year in the EFL Cup which wasn't obviously great but yeah I don't think we want to play him in um the league as as much because well those points are very important but yeah not too fast if we don't get the result against Norwich um on Tuesday night but yeah so it'd be a good opportunity to switch some things around maybe um yeah Badger can go Roberts like I said uh, maybe some other youngster, maybe Yeboah could make a start, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd suspect Yeboah probably gets a chance. Um, Raf Aroye maybe gets a chance. Uh, Knight LaBelle, even. Um, so, yeah, I think interesting to see whether we kind of move a few bits around. Uh, yeah, how do you think How do you think the game goes and what's your score predictions? Yeah, well, I'm not sure... Um, how Norwich has done so far this season? They they won. Um, well, they're going to play today, but they the last game they won away out to no, not away at home to Millwall three uh, one. Um, they've they drew four four at Southampton, and they won against ooh, Hull. They won against Hull, actually. Yeah. Yes, very much. And they're going to yeah. play today away at Huddersfield. Uh, which we don't know the result of yet, but we're suspecting they probably win because it's Huddersfield and they've had a bit of a bad start. So I think it'll be very interesting to see whether what well, well what lineup they put out um, as well. Um, yeah, what? Yeah, um, I think we'll probably get knocked out, uh, but uh, honestly, not bothered. Um, I'll go two-one Norwich. Do you know if there are? Uh, penalties or yeah, extra straight, time, there are go straight to penalties, yeah. Go straight to penalties, okay. Um, yeah, I, I think also Taylor Gardner Hickman could make a start as well, maybe in the midfield. No, he's cup tied. Oh, he is, of course. Yeah, what is it when you don't play the first game? You're of, of the when you're not in the squad. No, I think it's because West Brom have technically already played in the league, uh, yeah. so. Uh, that's a cup competition, so they he can't yeah. therefore play another game. For New yeah, York. that happened last year with yeah, the Metti and Cornick. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. So yeah, it'll be a yeah. I think it'll be a relatively close game, but I think we're gonna put a different type of squad out. Um. I don't mind if we lose, to be honest, as well. But I'll go for an interesting score prediction. I'd go um, two two goals from Yeboa and um. Hayden Roberts and uh, goes, <laughs> goes straight to penalties and Naki Wells uh, finishes it to win 3-2 on penalties and, and, and we progress so, yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we face um, Bournemouth at home um, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I, I'm still I'm still bitter about Bournemouth um, anyways uh, we then go to Swansea in the league, which will be very interesting because I wouldn't say we have properly got going and I wouldn't say Swansea have properly got going uh, and they've not properly ticked. I think Mike Duff there is a good manager and I think he'll need time. I think we'll need time. Uh, so this is kind of two teams who are just slowly getting their way, making their way um into the season. Swansea, they drew on the opening day to Birmingham. They lost away at West Brom and then they they drew at home to Coventry again. Uh, they're playing they're playing today uh against Preston, Preston away. away. Preston away. Um which I think will be tight. Um so depending on what result there, whatever happens there, if Preston win then we'll be confident if Swansea get if Swansea uh actually better Preston. We'll not be very confident, um, but look, I think I think we can go there and um, give them a game. Um, still no Ross McCrory, still no Rob Atkinson, no Andy uh, Bynum. So, I'm thinking, I swear to God, if we like inject him again hope, for like the fifth time, <laughs> genuinely, not not as like an insult, and not because I don't like Andy Vyman. I genuinely hope he does not get in the squad mm. because he needs rest. That is a that is a third time. That is not that's not normal, uh, really. 
uh, if Tommy Conway comes back and tears his same hamstring again, we'll all be going, what is he, what are we doing? Um, so look, uh, we, I don't expect to see Andy Vyman in the squad against Norwich, Swansea, or even the Austria squad um, for their, for their um, international games. Uh, look, I think we'll go there with confidence. Uh, depending again, this again depends on how we do against Norwich. But if that if that's a weaker squad and we've not really gone for it, then we'll probably not be much too many too many bothered people in the squad. If we've kind of played a strong enough squad and expecting to kind of go through, then we kind of and not gone through, then it's a bit it'll be, it'll be a bit weird. It'll obviously be much better if we do get through. Um, but I think we'll go there and hopefully get something, uh, which has been a bit of a uh, rare occasion uh, away at away at Swansea over the past couple of years under Russ Martin and Steve Cooper. Hopefully, we go there and win. I'm actually fairly confident. You know, I think Swan. I think we play them at a good time, and I think that's an important thing. I think if we play Swansea in a couple of months, I'll be going. You know what? No, I think we're not. We're not going to get anything there because they're a good side. But because they're kind of still evolving, and we've kind of, I think we're on a higher level than them right now. Uh, and their recruitment still needs a bit of time. I think we're going to honestly go there and win. Um, I'll go 1-0. I think we might keep a clean sheet. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's good that we're, we're playing them away as well, considering, like I said earlier, our away form. I yeah. think it's, like, it's a good time to go there away from home. I'm confident as well. And I do think we'll pick up a result. Um, yeah, it won't be too easy. They've had a mixed start to the season. Um, haven't won yet. We'll see if they do win this afternoon. But I, yeah, I don't see that happening. I think Preston are a good side. But yeah, score prediction. I see us picking up the three points as well away from home. And I'll go with uh, a 2-1 win um, for the Reds. Last minute winner, I'd say. <laughs> away, away at Swansea in Wales and shove it to them. Um, no, I don't I don't really care about Swansea, to be fair. Um they're 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 fine. Um, they're not like Cardiff though. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I'd I'd be satisfied with with that if we get through in the cup and win away at Swansea, that'd be nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I do want to say um the, the 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 teams that we have not picked up full results from this season so far. I think I think Preston have shown like quite a lot of good quality. They're sitting on seven points right now, right? Other than our draw, they're They've won back to back since then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've played some. I mean, they beat Sheffield Wednesday, who were uh, Sheffield Wednesday, well, not yeah. very good. Um, and they played uh, Sunderland at a good time, to be fair. So, yeah, good seven yeah. points. But and I, I do see, I do see Hull and Birmingham being quite strong sides this season as well. Mm, I think Hull. Yeah, I agree. Well, they're the, well, they're two loans of Twine and Delap. I think that they're, they're going to. Uh, and they're getting. And they gained a Bidace and uh, finishing yeah. Bidace and um, Keenan yeah. Davis as well. So yeah, that there were, there were rumours that that was going to come in before our game. Um, there was, but then had yeah. they haven't announced it yet. No. Yeah, so that that was good, but yeah, I think I think especially Birmingham. I mean, who are they playing today? Do you know? Birmingham are playing. Uh, who? No, uh, Plymouth. Plymouth at home. Plymouth at home. Okay, that could be an interesting game. Um. But yeah, I think they they they'll, they'll they'll pick up a win there. But um, yeah, that they'll definitely be a strong side. But all in all, yeah, mixed start to the season for the Robins. Four games down now, five points. So yeah, we we kick on to next week. Double double two games in one week, and then we have a international break for two two week gap. Then to the next game, right? Yeah, two weeks. Jesus, um, yeah. ugh, I hate international breaks so much. Anyways, um, to kind of end the show. We'll ignore Norwich. Um, that we'll look at the next five games and just quickly say um, how many points we kind of expect and how many points we kind of will probably get. Um, so, as we mentioned, it is Swansea away in the league next in a week's time. Then it is West Brom at home in three weeks' time, and then it's Plymouth at home on the midweek after West Brom, and then it's Leicester away. Mm. Um, and then that's then it's Stoke at home. So I'll go first. Uh, I said three points to Swansea. Point against West Brom. 
Point against Plymouth. Um, not nothing at Leicester. Uh, um, yeah, we're not getting anything at Leicester. Stoke at home will be interesting because they're kind of interesting, interesting, inconsistent team. If we yeah. catch them on a bad day, we probably get three points. But if we catch them on a good day, we're not getting anything. Uh, I'll go with a point. Uh, so that's three, four, five, eight. Eight. That's, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, no, yeah. no, not eight. Um, six. Six, oh, okay. I would say going into these five games, I think eight would be a good outcome. I do see us picking up three points away at Swansea. And like I said earlier, at home, I don't see us doing that well. So against, well, we have three home games out of the next five. At West Brom, it's a difficult one. I think we need to pick up at least one point. Um, So I'd say, how have they been so far? Now, I'd say a point against West Brom like you. Um, Plymouth are strong side. It's a midweek. I'd say, I'd say we need to pick three points up against either West Brom or Plymouth, zero against Leicester away from home. It's going to be very tough. Good luck, Nigel Pearson. <laughs> and then against Stoke, I'd say um, a point as well. So I think in our three home games, I think we need to pick up, I think, two draws and a win. Not sure which one will be the win. But yeah, so that's, yeah, eight points out of 15, which is not bad. So if I we like get it. if we get a couple of if we get a couple of wins in those five games, I think that's a pretty pretty decent return. But then after that, we have Rotherham away, which could be interesting. But then after that, we have Leeds at home. Sorry, Leeds away, Coventry at home, and then Ipswich at home, which will be mm. no, those three games are tough. Oh, those, um, I hope you can change our home form around. But yeah, those are not easy games at all. Yes. Um, that is it for this podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you have enjoyed it, hit that little like like button. Uh, helps helps with the algorithm. Uh, don't ask me how. I don't know. Um, subscribe to the 1894 podcast as well. Uh, you can catch us uh, obviously on YouTube, which you're watching here right now. If you can see my face and uh, his face, um, you can you can catch us on a. Uh, Spotify, um, and other uh, streaming uh, podcasting platforms as well. Uh, so you can catch them on, catch us on there. Uh, and yeah, generally, if you do enjoy it, follow uh, Matisse at uh, All Bristol Talk on Instagram. Uh, just let us know what you do. Yeah, no, I usually preview, mostly review games, give my thoughts, opinions discussions in the comments putting some edits now and then i always put our predictions on my socials you can follow me on tiktok as well all bristol talk uh but yeah reviews of the transfer rumors all the new players injuries stuff like that so yeah give me a follow and also subscribe to annie's uh, youtube as well it's there ah robinson it'll be in the link in the description but yeah available on spotify apple amazon lots of different platforms subscribe to us there but yeah thank you very much for listening and watching Yes, thank you very much for listening and for watching. Uh, We'll catch you all later. Um, Goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye, guys.